When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 238. Let's talk about Bruno again. the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode hey there animation addicts i'm your host morgan stradling and i'm chelsea robson and we need to talk about bruno i know (laughs) i know guys we're not supposed to do it but we got to because everyone else in the world is doing it right now right i mean you might even be sick of talking about bruno at this point i'm not actually i you know it's so crazy first off okay so what we're going to be doing today we're going to be talking about the hit song from encanto we don't talk about bruno which has hit the top of the charts at number one on the billboard hot 100 and that is just mind-blowing a phenomenon in itself so we're going to talk about that and then we're also going to talk about other disney songs that have also charted over the years but before we do i gotta say a lot of people are really late to the game with the encanto trend And let's not talk about Bruno. Disney's Encanto came out in November. And if you are an animation addict or a Disney fanatic, you probably saw it in theaters. Although maybe not because, you know, people's consumer habits with going to the theater have changed. Some theaters aren't open, so totally get it. But we were fans of of Encanto when it came out. We were totally in the loop with how amazing the soundtrack was, how amazing the movie was. And then... Here we go about 60 to 90 days later when it finally hits Disney Plus. And all I hear about from my friends that have kids and families is, oh, my gosh, have you watched Encanto? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> a long time ago. Where have, Where have you, you been? been? <laughs> so I know how we recently, you know, I'm always complaining about streaming and things going to streaming only and how it does such a disservice. And I, hey, I'm definitely prideful. I, admit it. <laughs> I don't like to admit when I'm wrong, but I will because... Clearly, there is a market of people who just aren't going to go to the theaters anymore, and they have all of these streaming services. And so when something finally does hit the streaming service, you know, they see it and they're going to talk about it, even though it's two months late. Well, and this is kind of how the Frozen train hit, too. 
we were very much in the loop. And by the time it came out, we were like, okay, we're done. <laughs> and then 60 to 90 days later, right. everyone was like, whoa. Yeah. So, when, I mean, I, when the sing-along <laughs> came back into theaters, I was like, ah, oh, I've just sung so long. I have nothing else to sing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to be uh, that was that was a poorly done attempt at a really niche survivor quote there was a girl on survivor who she just basically she quits the show and she's just skin and bones and she basically says i have nothing left to suck <laughs> and i say that all the time i say that all the time like i have nothing left to suck and so with frozen is like i have nothing left to sing so yeah, only only me got that joke. So way to go, Morgan, with the jokes no one gets. <laughs> I mean, I got, I understood it. <laughs> I've been sucking it up for twenty eight days. There is, I have nothing left to suck. What's crazy about this is like we kind of expected Frozen and Let It Go to be this big. First time you and I heard this song, we we're like, no, this is going to be huge. We're gonna, then that's why we went all in on Frozen. All so many years ago. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is just such a come from behind thing. Like, why? <laughs> and I've seen things on the social medias, um, you know, the reels on Instagram and TikTok of, you know, there's one reel where it'll add a beard or something. So it'll go from like women to men. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was our wedding, it was our wedding day, you know, and they would change it. So mm-hmm, it's like their mm-hmm. face turns like that. So it's like, I can see how. Things like that are just going to push it further and further along. And the fact that TikTok wasn't around during Frozen, I kind of think that that's one of the reasons why it maybe didn't get up to number one. Yeah, this is this is kind of out of nowhere. But I like. Yeah. So let's just talk about what what happened, you know, with this in case you don't know, we'll get you up to speed. But it's basically it's hit number one on the top 100. As of recording this, it's been four weeks on the number one spot, which is pretty crazy because while there have been other songs that are Disney songs that have charted before, they've really never hit number one. And the only other Disney song to do this, which is crazy, it's not Let It Go, which I was totally expecting Let It Go yeah. to do that. It wasn't Let It Go. It was in 1993, A Whole New World with Aladdin. So that was the only one. And it only was there for one week on the number one spot. So this is a huge, huge, huge deal. The fact that this has ever even happened. Only two songs in history. Now, this is a song by Lin-Manuel Miranda. We all love him. You know, he came to fame because of Hamilton, which came out around 2015. And so we've had, and then he also did Moana and he's becoming kind of one of these go-to Disney guys. And this, this song is so weird because (laughs) if you were to pick any of the songs, um, Disney or in in Canto in general, you I would never in a million years have picked We Don't Talk About Bruno because it is so movie specific. Yeah. It's it's not like a whole new world that, well, yes, it it obviously relates to that moment, but it it can play to a, a bigger it's audience. A love song. Right. It's a love song. Right. And so they use all these analogies and whatnot. But this literally is talking about like just even the fact that it's Bruno, like they name this person Bruno in there, <laughs> which is the the uncle we don't talk about. You know, it's <laughs> it's it, I love you know I can't help but love twenty twenty two already. <laughs> oh, we are we are doing well over here. <laughs> and, and I must say that the the soundtrack also 
has charted. So the entire Encanto soundtrack uh, is number one for soundtracks, which is pretty cool. The first time in two years that a movie soundtrack has hit number one, which is pretty, pretty amazing. So this stuff is pretty special. Um, so I was kind of trying to figure this out. I'm like, why Bruno? Why, why Bruno? Bruno. Um, no, no one gets like that. <laughs> Bruno. I'm, I'm speaking of another Disney Bruno, <laughs> yeah, Cinderella's Bru Bruno, her dog Bruno. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so hey, how about we do a song about him? We can just put some uh, Cinderella clips to the tune of "We Don't Talk About Bruno." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that, that yeah. needs to happen. That needs to happen, right? So I think obviously one of the main reasons that this has done you know so well, extraordinarily well, the rise of TikTok. Mm -hmm. TikTok was not really a thing in 2013. When Frozen came out, um, and it just has this way of taking snippets of music and skyrocketing them big time. You know, Little yeah. Nos X um, of what was that song called? Old Country Road. Um, you know, he was like a, a no name rapper, not signed to anyone. And that song got huge on TikTok. And then it exploded him into this stardom and then obviously he was he was found he was signed and here he's still around today so um you know tiktok really has this incredible ability to create virality for songs right. for artists for creators it, it the algorithm is just kind of insane it's just designed to constantly go viral there are certain things that go longer than others there's little tiktok trends that are like a flash in the pan and you don't see them but this we don't talk about Bruno. I still see all the time on, you know, TikTok and, you know, obviously Instagram reels is just a copy of TikTok. Whatever's happening on TikTok, right. people are bringing over to reels. Um, it's just a really funny song, you know, so, so kind of going into another reason. Um, I think the, the rise of Latin music mm -hmm. is a big one over the past few years. Yeah. You've had a lot of big songs be able to cross over the boundaries um, of, of language specifically. Um, so you have Daddy Yankee and Despacito. You have you've okay. The tangent time with Daddy Yankee, okay. real fast. Finish, finish your thing, and then I'll tell you my tangent time. Well, <laughs> I mean, these are just like that is just an example of some of these songs that have been able to cross over, and it's kind of like back in the '90s when you had um, Gloria Stefan kind of come out, and it's I think mm -hmm. it's kind of going in and out of like fad. Not that saying that you know, any if you like latin music it's only going to be a fat like because i this is i really like it uh, on its own account um but it's i do believe that within the within the cultural zeitgeist there are going to be different styles of music that come in and out of fashion more often than others all right so before we keep going i i have a tangent time Ooh. about daddy yankee so cue the music So uh, I worked at GoDaddy for quite a few years and they had this epic holiday party every single year where they would bring a big headliner in. They had Snoop Dogg, they had Kesha, they've had just tons and tons of people. Um, my boss was actually on the committee for this and one year they were going to bring in Maroon 5, mm -hmm. but Maroon 5, it was at the end of their tour and it was during, you know, going to be part of their Christmas break. Um, like maybe a few days after their tour ended and they said, nah, we just want to do Christmas break. And I was like, dang it. Aww. So it would have been amazing. <laughs> but anyways, so one of the years 
um, they usually bring in two different artists. So they had, I think, Daddy Yankee and then they had Pitbull as the other one. Um, Pitbull being the bigger headliner. But I remember when Daddy Yankee came on board, I was just like, who? <laughs> and everybody, everybody was like, what? I guess that's what we could get with our budget. Um, they had like a song that maybe like some people knew, but it was just really kind of out of left field. And so now obviously they have this incredible hit. If they were to bring them back, I'm pretty sure they would have got, you know, now that they're more well-known, right. even bigger cheers, people, that song would be playing. Um, their pay obviously would be much higher, oh, yes. but anyways, yes. So that was, that was, uh, my, my daddy Yankee introduction. Nice. <laughs> and Hey, I, I'm sorry. I judged them and didn't know who they were, but I, I admittedly, if you are not classical music or Disney music, I don't know you <laughs> so, <laughs> or Lady Gaga. So that's about it. So I don't, don't feel bad. Daddy, daddy Yankee. It's not a diss on you. It's really a diss on me. <laughs> well, I was working at the Latin Grammys uh, the year that that song, Despacito, hit really, really big. I work with all the Brazilian artists. And so generally they have like one that they'll bring in that is like really big. And I end up just basically waiting for them, translating for them and doing whatever needs to be done to make sure they get to the right spot that they need to. Well, while I'm waiting there, a bunch of us are just kind of sitting there waiting for some people to come down. And my one of my coworkers is, looks around and she's like, and it's like the gas. They're like, oh, it's Daddy Yankee. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I like look around. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Um, he didn't hear me and didn't talk to me. But, you know, that was the one time I came in in like get gazing distance. I was in the same room with Daddy Yankee. So there you go. Love it. <laughs> so, you know, there's been a big rise, obviously, yeah. most recently in with with different Latin songs. So we're talking TikTok. We're talking the rise of Latin. You know, Lin Manuel, Lin Manuel Miranda. I don't think has as big of a deal to do with it. I don't think people like this song because it's him. Although, I will say one of the reasons I think it's popular is because the lyrics are so clever. Yeah, he's his lyrics are very more similar to Howard Ashman's lyrics. Yeah, yeah. where he just does this really fun wordplay. So. I think I think that could be one of the reasons for sure. What else? You got any other reasons why why the song um, hit off? I mean, like I said, you do have the the TikToks and the the reels. Those are, I think, just some of the biggest reasons why it's just so much in the zeitgeist. There was a couple of days ago where I was doing dishes and I was like, I'm going to put on the top 100 and see what's top right now. And so I start playing it and then all of a sudden I don't talk about Bruno comes on. I'm like, what the, but then I also thought, well, maybe it's also because of streaming music all the way, because you have so many families that are now streaming on Spotify and on Amazon and all these other places. And, and so you have, uh, the accessibility to play it over and over and over again mm, is so much mm -hmm, higher mm -hmm. than it ever was when it was just on radio. So when it was just on radio, right. you had to like call in, you had to like, oh, yeah. it was just so well, much that you had to do in order to get it played as opposed and to they this. couldn't, they could play it maybe once every half hour or right. maybe probably once an hour realistically, even though that's what the people wanted to hear, you know, whereas if you have a favorite song now, repeat yeah, just exactly. over and over and over and over again we've all done that with our favorite songs like i don't care if i'm a crazy person for listening to this 50 times in a row i like it that way <laughs> well i mean you also think of how like 
Billboard Top 100 was never based on how many times somebody played a song in their car. You, they didn't. There's no way to like no. to grab that kind of information. Quantify that. Yeah. And yes. so this one being able to like every time the song is played, no matter where it is, you're going to get more of a value out of it. And, you know, there's there's yes. two sides of that, you know, from a creator's perspective. On the one side, I can you know, you get the one payout of somebody purchasing your CD or album and you you get the full amount of money from that. So for like small artists, that's definitely the best ideal is for people to purchase their music. But for big artists, too, also <laughs> an ideal is for people to purchase their music. But I think the long <laughs> tail of this is going to be so much more. Uh, quantifiable and you're going to be able to get you know all that the little pieces of money <laughs> not just money but i think of money <laughs> you get the little piece That's, hey it's quantifiable you need the money to you need the money to to fulfill your mission yeah. whatever that is exactly. right like, there's no money eventually the mission dies exactly well not only that it's 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 a gauge it's a it's a way to quantify success you know, if I know that. Yes, yes. It's another metric. It's another metric. So, you know, it's all good. So, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm I'm at as far as like why this got so big. I think all of these create the perfect storm for Encanto. Yes. Yes, I think so, too. And I'm sure Disney is very, very happy. You know, what's really interesting is that Disney for the longest time, wouldn't put their songs on TikTok. Uh-huh. I remember when Frozen 2 came out, I did my very first TikTok to um, Lost in the Woods <laughs> because I was obsessed with that song. And I had a Sven reindeer and I thought it'd be funny if I sang it with my little reindeer behind <laughs> me. So I created it and then it immediately got blocked uh. because the creator. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, Disney, you were so dumb because... This is a music sharing platform that gets people aware of the songs yeah. that you have. It's it's just basically a new way to distribute and to do marketing. Mm -hmm. um, you, If you're a, a music creator now, you want nothing more than for one of your songs to go viral and be picked up by TikTok. And oh, for yeah. everyone in the world to be doing a TikTok trend using doesn't even matter if it's a 15 second snippet. That's all it takes for people to then say, hey, I like this song, go to Spotify, stream it, yeah. or even more so, um, better or whatnot, less pop less popular nowadays is to actually purchase the song, right? Right. And so I just think of, you know, that song I feel like could have been such a hit for Disney, mm -hmm. but they just weren't on they weren't on it. Yeah, Sorry, they mean, were a little slow to the trend there. That is also a different side, too, because on the one side, they are as the the publisher, they want to be able to make sure that they get all of the monies in. And so I think of that's course. one of the, the problems is when you're looking at the um, I want somebody to buy it versus the I want to just get all of the opportunities. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they've always been more on the I want somebody to buy it train rather than the I'm just going to go right. for it because it's like they can like I don't. The it's like when Taylor Swift like decided that she was going to take her music off streaming. Um, it's like she was the only really person that could do it at that time um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to make it like a th and make it people really still their Her fans were loyal enough to be able to want to go and buy it. And so you have Disney fans who are loyal enough who are going to go buy it regardless. But they're also taking the the back seat and saying, well, I'd rather I'd rather not go for gold, you know. So I think that right. that's one of the, the biggest parts of it. 
Ah, uh, Disney. <laughs> I just indeed. Ah, <laughs> uh, Disney. We have our uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> the mouse. Uh, the- Tell us how you feel. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, We're just going to move on. (laughs) I like being, I like not being on their blacklist. So (laughs) we're just going to move on. Indeed. Okay. So we also wanted to just talk about other songs really quickly that have hit the top of the charts over the years. And so we're just kind of going to go through these pretty quickly, but it, it was pretty interesting which ones had or hadn't. So. Some of these you could probably think of right now. Okay, everyone, pause and think of one Disney song that for sure you know has topped the Disney chart or the Billboard charts. Three, two, one, go. Let it go, right? (laughs) Or whatever. But there are going to be some other ones that will surprise you. So let's go through this list. So When You Wish Upon Upon a Star from Pinocchio, surprisingly, this song even though the movie came out in 1940, this actually didn't chart until 1960. Huh. It hit number 30 on the Billboard Hot 100. So there must have been some sort of re-release. I don't know. I haven't researched it, but something to cause it back in 1960 to uh, go take off again. Yeah. Also back in the 60s, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from Mary Poppins. It hit 66 in the top 100 in 1965. So let's go to the 90s now. Beauty and the Beast, tale as old as time. Celine Dion's Beauty and the Beast. I just love, Chelsea, you tell the story that they found a, a little no, nobody <laughs> called Celine Dion from That's Canada. What he said. He's like, you know, she was really good and she was really cheap. So yeah, let's get, nobody knew who the Celine Dion girl was. So yeah, let's get her. <laughs> so good. So she and... Um, People Bryson. People? Yeah. Oh, don't even. I don't even know. Uh, number nine in 1992. A Whole New World. We already talked about this for one lonely week. It was number one in 1993. Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Number four. Excellent. Obviously, this is the Elton John version. Right. <laughs> uh, majority of these, the pop versions are the ones, unless you're talking, you know, supercalifragilistic, which is... I. Can we just rewind there? That I totally just blew past. I totally blew past that. Like, okay, cool. It hit number 66. Super califragilistic expialidocious. Okay. So, you know, I stand corrected when I say we don't talk about Bruno being very bizarre and very specific. It's been done before. Yeah. Okay. Mary Poppins did it first. <laughs> Take that. Mary um, Poppins did this. And it's a made it's like. You know, as far as Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's doing like all these rap stuff. Like I would, I would consider that one as close oh, to good. Always oh, the Sherman brothers for sure going at it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So also from Lion King, we had Circle of Life. Um, it hit 18 in 1994. And then, oh, man, Lion King was such a hit. Jimmy Cliffy's Hakuna Matata made it to 26 on the adult contemporary chart of 1995. Mm-hmm. So, um... Must have been like a different version of Hakuna Matata. Well, I want I want to the, listen to it real fast. Contemporary is a, not the Hot 100. Never. This is like very much a hip hop version of Hakuna Matata. I'll include a link to it oh. in the show notes so you can listen to <laughs> okay. it because um, it's pretty funny. So moving on, uh, Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. It was expected to be this big, amazing film. It wasn't quite so much, but it did hit number four in the Hot 100 in 1995. So it's not saying that these were total bombs. I mean, they just didn't quite peak at number one. And I think it's also kind of, 
it's it's very exponential with some of those songs. Yeah. Um, the number one has just exponentially so much more than number two, the number three, the number four. If you're actually looking at like the downloads or the streams, if if it's a big one, it's it's hard to come and and take it away. Yeah. Ah, uh, then we have Someday from Hunchback of Notre Dame by the by All for One. Now, when we talked about this before, Chelsea had no idea what this was. <laughs> but this is kind of an end credit song. It's like, someday when I am wiser. <laughs> so it goes yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That hit number 30. Ah, <laughs> uh, Go the Distance, number 24 in 1997. Reflection by Christina Aguilera. See, they knew what they were doing in the 90s. They said, okay, hey. This pop version really is performing pretty well. Started it with Beauty and the Beast. And ever since, they always got a pop version. And hey, that pop version did really well. This one was 19 on the adult contemporary chart in 1998. Then we have Phil Collins, You'll Be in My Heart, number one on the adult contemporary chart for 19 weeks. That is the first one that is pretty crazy, pretty long standing. I'm still here from Treasure Planet. Wow, <laughs> Treasure Planet. <Yay>. You did <laughs> it. <laughs> Jim's theme um, from Treasure Planet is uh, number 10 for the adult pop songs. So I feel like at this point, they started to split out and create this adult contemporary because um, all of these all of these ones that are late 90s on seem to all be hitting the adult contemporary versus the Hot 100. Over the years, it's gone by many names. Easy Listening, Middle Road Singles, Pop Standard Singles, Adult Contemporary, and Adult Contemporary Singles. And it's currently referred to as the Adult Contemporary Chart. So there you go. All right, let's go back to my list. Strangers Like Me made it to number 10 on the Adult Contemporary. So there are a lot of songs from Tarzan. My Funny Friend and Me. Wow. Wow. 24 on the Adult Contemporary in 2001. How did it get so high? How did people even know about it? But good for Sting. Sting, good you job, know, Sting. we still got a little bit of money off of that. Good for you. Life is a Highway. Not surprised. This was a big, big song. Number seven on the Hot 100 in 2006 from Cars. Little Wonders from Meet the Robinson, which did we even talk about this when we made our list? Number five for adult pop songs in 2007. Ah, now we have Let It Go. Both versions of Let It Go made it into the Billboard charts in 2014. Obviously, Edina Menzel's version, hers was number five on the top 100 or hot 100. And Demi Lovato's peaked at 38. I think they made the right call there. I think Edina Menzel's version is the version. Yeah. So there we go. Do you want to build a snowman? Peaked at number 51 in the hot 100. And we're still going here. One more for Frozen for the first time in forever. Made it to 57. We're almost done. We have two more on this list. Immortals from Fallout Boy, Big Hero 6, peaked at 72. And that was it. That was it. It was 20, not 21 on the list that we have done. Oh, it says 21 that popped the charts and topped the charts, and then it stops at 20. So, um, you know, not cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not cool, bro. I'll include a link to that article if you want to check those out. They have links to the YouTube videos, um, but I will give a little spoiler sort of warning. Majority of the YouTube videos have been pulled, so it's just kind of links to nothing. There you go. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, looking at the uh, Bruno, um, I found another page that's talked about. So he drew up to 34.9 million U.S. streams, and that was up 8% on the week that he hit number one. And 1.5 million radio airplay audience impressions, which is up 239%, which I'm like, 
yeah, I can definitely see how this would take even longer to hit radio, um, to to go up on to pop up on radio like that, and then also sold twelve thousand three hundred downloads, which was up by thirty two percent, aided by a sixty nine cent discount pricing in the iTunes Store. So I mean, does that? But that doesn't really matter. I don't think like just because it's like I think. I feel like it would maybe incentivize the people who have been streaming it like crazy to just like snag it for yeah. 30 cents. I mean, 69 <laughs> 30 cents. cents less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just, I'm like, does that really, do people, I don't, yeah. Anyway, it must have some effect. I mean, but I think marginally compared to the just vast amount of listens and streams by far, I think that has to be 99, 95% yes. of the data is streams and 5% have to be sales. Like the, the landscape is just so different than what it used yeah. to be. Yeah. That's just interesting. Okay. So as, as I was looking at that list that you just read off of all the number one. So basically uh, he, at the time of this recording, it's only been, only been one week. So it's, it's tied for number one with a whole new world. It's been, on, Oh, maybe it's been on the charts for weeks and it's been number one for right. One week. Right, that's what or, I'm saying. Yeah, okay, okay. It hit the top of the track. Okay, because so, I said I said that wrong. Yeah, I, in the beginning. Okay, thank you. So a whole new world hit number one and was there for one week. If it can go more than one week at number one, that would be pretty amazing to beat out mm-hmm. a whole new world completely. Wow. Right. Right. Um. So yeah. So I was actually really interested to see where this is trending. You know, is it continuing to skyrocket? Is it going to continue this way? Has it gone down? Did it already peak? So I went to Google Trends. If you've never gone to Google Trends to look up things, it's absolutely fascinating. And you can see just based on Google searches where things have peaked over the years. So you can do searches over since like 2004 is when they started tracking this or the past year. So I'll include a link to this Google trend search in the show notes so you can check it out. But it seems like we've already peaked with our Bruno-ness. So it shows an interest over time ranking from zero to 100. So that doesn't necessarily show how many searches it got. It's just saying for this search term or this topic, where was the 100? 100 meaning it was the peak of its popularity, right? And you can compare two different search terms. One that has a 100 is going to be small if compared to something that's like a much bigger scale, if that makes sense. But um, like, okay, so back when the movie came out, you know, it was zero before then. Nobody was talking about Bruno, literally. And then as far as where the rank goes, it was listed a one, a five, six, um, all the way until December 25th. It was about a five in popularity. You know, that's through now. But then right after that, it started to peak. It went up to 30. Which makes sense because everybody watched it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then at 34 and then peaked even more, 68. Then it went a little more to 74. And then it's showing the week of January 29th through January, January 23rd through January 29th. It peaked at 100. Now, the date, the week is not done. But for January 30th through February 5th, it's showing that it has peaked or the opposite of peaked, gone back down to 75. Subsided. So it seems like last week was was the re- yes yeah, subsided. Last week was the real peak for Bruno and it's still very, very, very hot, but not quite as hot as it was at the end of January. So it's interesting to see. So if that is true, if that aligns with um, streams and just listens for the song, my prediction is it will not be number one. But we shall see. For a second week. Uh-oh. But we shall, we see, shall see. And we will follow back. <laughs> yes. So we want to know your thoughts on Bruno. Let us know on the Instagram page that we have, rotoscopers.com slash Instagram. And also go to our show notes for this episode. 
rotoscopers.com slash 238. That's where I include all the different links for all the things that we've been talking about. And hey, I'm gonna th- we're also going to throw a link where you can go and purchase the song for yourself. Let's, let's <laughs> throw a bone to Disney. If you, if you just love this song so much, you want to buy it, we'll include a little link and it's a little affiliate link for us. We get a little kickback. We appreciate it. And hey, this is a great time to let you know that we still... You can still start your shopping with Amazon.com using our link, rotoscopers.com slash Amazon. And whether it is Valentine's Day shopping or back to school, you know, and that's eventually coming around. Anytime that you're going to Amazon, if you start your link, if you start your shopping using our link, we get a little commission and it helps support the show. And we absolutely love and appreciate any time that you do that. Don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno, but it was my wedding day. It was our wedding day. We were getting ready and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. All right, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Animation Addicts podcast. Our next episode is going to be our 10-year anniversary spectacular. So thank you so much for all of the years of support. And until next time... We are the Rotoscopers. Uh, Okay, first off, let me do my recording checklist. Is your recording set to your mic? Yes. It is. Are you recording? Yes. Yes. Check. Check. You have headphones on. Check. check. Is Zoom recording a backup? Check. 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 Check for fruits. Check for vegetables. Check. check. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nerd. <laughs> Super. Okay. Nerd. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Rewind. Let me just start all that over. <clears throat> surprising you know obviously some of these are your you know if you were if you were you've been listening to the animation addicts podcast if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review we're available on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts and if you want to help spread the word be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media just don't forget to tag us at rotoscopers on instagram and use the hashtag animation addicts for all the links and full show notes for this episode go to rotoscopers.com podcast now if you still can't get enough for your animation fix be sure to subscribe to us on youtube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news reviews and interviews thanks for listening